Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's a Science Ship Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Carrie Warbis and Matthew Weir. It's the three of us together. It feels like months, but in fact, it's only a couple of weeks. How have you both been? It's a whole year, Peter. Yeah, it, do- it honestly feels like that. I mean, I've moved house. Um, I'm now coastal elite like Kerry is. Well, and Matthew, we're all on the edge of, <laughs> edge of something. <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> well, but Peter, Peter, how has the move gone? You know, in brief, do you feel like it's your home? Are the boxes diminishing and you've actually got objects around you? Well, as you can tell, I managed to find the microphone um, and mm-hmm. the computer. So, uh, no, I mean, let's put it this way. It seems like a good decision. It is odd to be, as I sort of predicted, to be in a kind of, it's incredibly white here. It's very, oh. very white, as is, mm. I think, most of things, statistically, most of England outside of uh, London, uh, you know, mm. in the big cities, but yeah, that's feel. But apart from that, um, I mean, you know, it's not a negative thing necessarily, but yeah, it's really, really lovely, very happy. Uh, mm. And also incredibly tired all the time because of the fresh air. Have you been to the beach much? No, because the weather's been shit, and um, as you said, boxes, boxes, more True. boxes, okay. yeah, more boxes, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, uh, I have been about as adventurous as Tony um, this week <laughs> um, in terms of venturing out and doing stuff. Um, mm. What about you guys? What um, what crazy news have you got? I think my craziest news today is um, that I was chatting on Twitter with Robin Asquith. What? As of yeah. a horny, horny window cleaner fame. Yeah, yeah. About the archers. Uh, Matthew was um, worrying last week about, uh, not worrying through a word, Matthew was querying our demographics on ACAST last week. And I think, <laughs> Kerry, you've just absolutely nailed it. I know. For, for, for people over 45, yeah, Robin Asquith <laughs> is a bullseye. You've got, you've got your academics, your feminists. I've been chatting to Robin Asquith <laughs> on Twitter and I'm really happy about it. He... um. Elizabeth Elias, she tweeted that Eric sounded like a 70s Lothario, complete right. with 20 Dunhill habit and uh, one of Prince Harry's necklaces, she said, in a Robin Asquith 70s styley. So she tweeted that. Then Robin jumped in himself and corrected her spelling of his last name because she put it with a Q, but it's not, it's with a K. And I asked him if he listened to the Archers and he said he doesn't at the moment, but he was brought up on it. This is amazing on so many levels. I love the fact that he's got his um, name on Google Alert with different spelling variations. Yes. Yeah. So I was well chuffed with that. He lives in Malta, I think, at the moment. And um, he's yeah. apparently in something current called Madame Blanc Mysteries. Are you sure it's not Madame Bonk something? Yeah. Is Robin Asquith. <laughs> it ought to be. <laughs> but anyway, that tickled me today. I was, I was right happy about that. I mean, never has any man made three facial expressions go so far. The uh, Well, I heard him interviewed on something on Late Night Radio a couple of years ago, and he was an absolute star. He was really, mm. really cool. Some of the people he knows and some of the stories he has are incredible. Yeah. It, he was, um, I think it was something like Pinewood Studios. He was filming a movie at the same time that they were filming the first Star Wars. So he was down in the, the canteen with Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and all of those guys uh-huh. when they were on breaks. He's a really cool guy. That's what, for me, that's what I've just accidentally watched some more Star Wars. It's shit. And uh, it's, you know, it could definitely do with Robin Asquith or Barbara Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I love the Bless This House film. Anyway, yeah, yeah we, d- we won't go on about him, but I actually already followed him personally on Twitter anyway. But for him to pop up in the Cider Shed um, tweet along thing was oh, great. Oh, that's, that's going in the, the Warbis Hall of Fame alongside Jimmy Somerville and um, and the person he nearly knocked boots with, Lemmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> get him on. I, do you know, I, well, that's why I asked. I thought if he says, actually, I do, I was like, come on here. Get him on anyway. So I'll keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll do my best. Um, so let's chuck an advert in and come back and talk about Leonard. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So I obviously love Leonard. I think he's amazing. Um, he's a ray of sunshine in a world of, uh, um, you know, uh, what's that bloody woman's Shite. name again? <laughs> well, that's, might as well, that's what I think of her as. Um, Jill, that's Jill. it. <laughs> I've got to say that credibility was stretched a bit this week, wasn't it? That one minute he's able to, uh, with nothing more than a YouTube video and a stick of YooHoo, get a, you know, get a guitar working, and then suddenly he's um, leaping all over Lillian's um, precious clock. Yeah, it's like anything he spies that is slightly broken he'll sort of oh give it give that give that ear and i'll have a little look at that is that the is that the uh, is that the core of a dying star yeah give that to me i'll uh you know i'll give it a little <laughs> back, back into it yeah i just think if his wife had carked it earlier imagine all of the the pivotal <laughs> events in ambridge that just wouldn't have happened because leonard was there be like mm. he would have caught nigel falling off the roof <laughs> with a with a massive blanket he would have probably been there to lift up the tractor and not crush John to death like Superman. Oh my god, Matthew, we're living mm. his groundhog day. Leonard exactly. is still yeah. <laughs> the only thing oh. I thought maybe the flood, he could have constructed a giant straw, sucked it all up, ran up to the top of Lakey <laughs> Hill and spat it all over Darrington. <laughs> the one thing that I think he needs to fix and hasn't is Jill. Yeah. Is there a metaphor there? Like the one you just said. <laughs> yes, that thing. That's his mm. eternal damnation, is the only thing he wants to fix he can't. And yet and he can fix everything else. But he doesn't want to fix her. He's got no idea. We want him to fix her, don't we? Because he, he's still oblivious, I feel, mm. about her. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know why we're ever looking for uh, credibility in uh, the archers, but it is beyond belief. 
that he and Jill are a kind of happy functioning couple. Yeah. Because the, 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 the scene that was missing, I think one of you mentioned this while I was away, was it was Leonard saying to Jill, come on now, that's bang out of order. You need to sort it out. You know, it just doesn't seem plausible well, that a man that gentle and nice. There's another say... step missing there, isn't there? Because yeah. I don't think he knows what she said to Ben. Uh, um, okay. But that's, yeah, that's a little bit similar. Yeah. And running parallel with that, you've got the Elizabeth Vince thing as well. Haven't mm. you? The fact yeah. that Elizabeth has never really truly told Vince what happened to Ben. Maybe you've got mm. um, Leonard walking around. Not f He knows they had a falling out, but he doesn't know what happened. It's annoying, this program. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, <laughs> Tony was not happy to see Leonard, was he, at the beginning of the episode on Monday? Oh, a, yes. A real, like, oh, no. And now they're best mates. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to fix the fix Lillian's clock, and there was that moment where he accompanied Tony, didn't he, to try? It. He Tony basically came out of the closet and said he hated the guitar to mm -hmm. Lillian, which yeah. is very you know him just trying to get over all of this emotional stuff. And Lillian's reaction was, "What do you mean? Of course you love it. You wrote a note that I found in a field that we don't even know was written by you," and. Leonard was there going, we thought you could keep it in the family. At that point, I thought Lillian was going, like, what the f*** are you doing here, Leonard? <laughs> why, why are you here? He's always popping up in oh, the most unlikely oh, places. I, yeah, I think they're happy tears. Are you still here, Leonard? Like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're having a one heart to heart with my sister here. <laughs> Do you think um, that Leonard heard Tony say, oh, no? Because it seemed uh, like... He was within hearing distance, but it didn't, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, but that's a recent thing that really gets on my nerves because there's, sorry to go all mm. over the place, but there was one of those in the shop where um, Jim did a big aside while Justin was talking to Rex. It's like, he's only standing there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like when you told Madeline that you had an acting award, Peter, and Kerry just went, oh, God. <laughs> that was to Kerry, Kerry was, that was laughter with me, not at me Matthew it was affectionate oh award for one of us is an award for all of us in the you know best, in our, in the, best nativity yeah. spider in Swindon oh Matthew no one has done a better um, fanny squeeze than I have <laughs> oh, Robin Asquith probably has and Kirsty yes. apart, apart um, exactly yeah <laughs> so, I am I, um, so what are we what are we uh, I did we're, when, moaning, we're moaning about Tony and Leonard yeah, yeah, but when when, um, when Lillian started, sort of, you could tell that she was setting the scene for this clock thing going dreadfully wrong. But again, what what can it possibly develop into? Do we even care? Is this just is it just there so that Leonard and um, Tony can become best buddies? And, I think you know, so. It's that. Yeah. yeah, it's for them two to get together. Also, on this topic, um, they're gonna he's gonna bequeath the guitar to Mungo, isn't he? Yeah which seemed to set Lillian off into tears. And I thought, probably wrongly, I think, bequeathing only happened when you were dead and I got all hopeful. <laughs> so he's going to sort of top himself to hand the That's, guitar over. It was also that moment where Lillian said, he'd be delighted to get that from his great uncle. And I was like, which way are we using that adjective there, Lillian? <laughs> we got the news that Mungo's about five foot four, aged, you know, three and a half years old. Yeah. Uh, he's this kind yeah. of great big lump, Mungo Plegadar. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Which film is there a Mungo in where he's like a massive creature? Is it a Mel Brooks one? I'm thinking the Goonies. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. That's it, yeah. But um, I think he's like anyway. he's like Mice and Men meets the Goonies meets uh, Mel Brooks, yeah. So the guitar thing. Also, it's just sort of the whole thing about smashing it behind a door and someone fixing it with glue. I mean, no, that wouldn't ha- None of that would happen, would it? Okay, so that's not done. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the one thing I liked about that at the end was that he said, I'll need some very small screwdrivers and turns oh, out, yeah. oh, I can do that. We can work on it together. And I was really hoping Leonard would just say, no, Tony, <laughs> just yeah. me. Precision screwdrivers. Yeah, because yeah, Tony was dealing with the derailment when... Yes, he was. ...when uh, Leonard rocked up, wasn't he? I mean, even saying that, I was laughing my head off when he said, oh, uh, you know, I'm dealing with the derailment. It's like... It's this tiny thing that's the size of a bloody toothpaste tube or something. And he calls it a derailment. He really lives in that world, doesn't he, of the Wouldn't tiny you, trains. If you were married to Pat. Oh, yeah, sorry. Forgot about that. He's probably imagining mm. Pat is on the train that has derailed. He derailed it. Yeah, he's <laughs> f***ed with the rail. Yeah, because I think you've hit on something there, because it's not actually the hobby itself that's so worthy of contempt. It's his total mm. it's his total kind of commitment to it. It's like, you know, he he nothing is as important to him as his stupid rail set, you know, um, apart from the occasional tractor. But it's it's very, very odd for to you know, to be that obsessed with with a, you know, yes. fictional world. Yeah. It just says Peter. On a, yeah, it just says podcast. all three of us on an Archer's podcast. What is this, episode 94? <laughs> Hang on, let me just get my precision screwdriver out here. Uh, hey, I've got a tiny precision screwdriver for my glasses, the hinge on my glasses. But the thing about that is there's a flaw because you have to take your glasses off to use the precision screwdriver on the hinge and you can't see the screw because you haven't oh, I've got done glasses this. on. Yeah, I did this. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I took a photo of what the screw was and then put my glasses back on and looked at the photo to see which type of screwdriver I needed. I know, but to use the screwdriver on the hinge. Anyway, oh, I just, so I just went sorry. With, I, yeah. I went with the feel. You can edit that out, love. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I just, uh, um, you can, um, you, you know, thank God you've got two keen-eyed children downstairs to sort you out. <laughs> To no, you me. and your Kerry doesn't even know she's in the care home, uh, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice here. It's, it's my glasses again. Yeah, it's funny though because I have to keep cooking all the dinners. It's really weird in this care home. Don't <laughs> oh, think that normally sorry, happens, Kerry. does it? Well, you know, so solidarity. Yeah, I'm in the same sort of care home as you, unfortunately. Are you? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to. I have to do all the catering. Oh, but Tony did do a good thing. I thought. Um, when he, I know this is skipping slightly to the Lee situation, but I'll go for it. yeah, he, when he said to Lee, maybe Mabel and Evie don't actually want to go to California and have you spoken to them? And I mean, Lee went off on one immediately without properly gauging the whole situation and the details. But I thought, yes, Tony, that could well be true. Yeah. What a good thing to say. I'm sure you've had the equivalent where. Like, you mm. know, I've had, uh, well, one family in particular I know who moved to Australia and the eldest one stayed in the UK because all her mates were here. 
And yeah. it didn't matter how shiny and amazing the life in Melbourne was. It mm. wasn't the, you know, the dog and the duck, dog and duck and sitting on the green having, you know, a litre of um, white lightning. She wanted to stay with her mates. <laughs> yeah, and the girls may well be saying, yes, mum, that sounds lovely because they're with the mum and they don't want to say no to her. So I did think that was a really pertinent comment. Yeah, mm. I thought there was that interesting in that conversation where Lee was saying, you know, I, I want, I need to stop it. I need to stop them going. And Tony said, well, well, I'd feel the same if they were mine of Mabel and Evie. And then I thought he was going to say, but if it was Tom and Helen, nah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, don't worry. Helen's going to be on air later to illustrate exactly why we wouldn't mind if she moved in something. Yeah. Let's just put this out here. Helen yeah. hates his kids. Oh, she's absolutely awful, isn't she? I just thought it was her being just insanely selfish. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, did, I did try and think about it a bit. I did try and fight mm. through this, like, and try and be a bit more rational. But he, he has been, um, you know, as, as far as we know, he has been an incredible stepfather or father figure to her two boys and 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 a, and a very supportive partner to her as she's wrestling with some demons she should also be quite sympathetic of the fact that you know um what it's like to sort of worry about custody of your child uh when there's a slightly errant mm. partner <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> floating around mm. yeah i mean if lee if lee wants the wants the girls back rob's pretty good at kidnapping he <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just have a. She could just um just have a word. Say, look, you know, you, you can't have Henry and was it Henry and what's the other one called Jack? But you can Jack. have these two. Yeah, you're you're really right, Peter. Because he, he like they poignantly said in they mentioned or Lee did he was going to read um Jack a story, wasn't he in the episode? Yeah. So he, they they're really close. He's been there completely for Three the boys. Years. He loves the boys. And uh, I, I just kept thinking with Helen, like, okay, turn the tables. If you were saying to Lee, oh, God, you know, could the boys live with us? He'd go, yeah, of course they can. So hang on. Can we can we now back up what I just said, that Helen doesn't like his kids? Yeah, definitely. She, okay, yeah. I felt like that was shot down. Hey, what do you think the note was that Pat included in the jumper that she sent back? Because <laughs> they don't ever come to this house again i reckon the the jumper was ripped into shreds as well yeah. it'd been in the furnace this is what happens when you leave it under my bed yeah because even that helen sounded a bit miffed that the jumper had been left i don't know it's probably her tone is is quite awful all the time isn't it yeah i mean it ended on a, a lighter note though didn't it because it was just about lee thinking about dessert and condiments because apparently helen said you've planted the idea of custody in his head oh now, girls. Thanks, everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Helen and Custard, though, you've got to be careful. Exactly. Mm. They did try and have Helen say, oh, well, you know, um, I, you know, I, I really, sh I, it's just really difficult. And it's probably, um, Jack and Henry would probably love to have them there. It's like, no, no, you've got, this life is difficult, Helen. Surely, and surely you of all people should know that. You know, not everything can be. You, you know, if you if you're committed to this man, surely you know that you're committed to his children as well. He was really pushing her for an answer, wasn't he? He was like, you know, oh, of course I need to ask you first before I um, even run it past the girls, and you know, I need to know whether in principle you would be up for this. So he he was putting her on the spot a little bit, and she it would have been weird for her to sort of go. 
I need a week to think about this, really. Uh, My comments are not about um, Helen, Helen's behaviour this week. It's having watched her for years and yeah. it's like yet another example of her putting herself first and not yeah. really considering anyone else. If it was, uh, if I'd never listened to the answers before again, mm. I would 100% be thinking, here's the story of an erratic man and his long-suffering partner trying to deal with some rather, <laughs> uh, you know, headstrong behaviour. Headstrong behaviour. Yeah, it was interesting how she he had to sort of go um, even in principle, in and she went uh, even then she was hesitating, going oh, reluctantly said yes, and then the minute she spoke to someone else, was it Tony or was it? It was Pat. She had to go to him. She, she go just to Tony. went. I don't want to do this. <laughs> this isn't what I planned. Mm. I mean, I hate to, I hate to defend um, Helen, but maybe you could make the argument that that was her just being honest to someone who she trusts and actually she's got a chance to come back from it and you know do the right thing i don't know it feels wrong so yeah she might do that she might well do that here ryan early retweeted a tweet that i did um about the lee situation so i put um let's hope lee doesn't go all and then inverted commas kidnap the children and go on the run in a white van off grid i think he's definitely gonna be dressed as spider-man and scaling the powers of parliament within a week (laughs) really because peter balker put that because obviously he's got the little dollies that are all spider-men and things like that hasn't he so it would tie oh yeah there's a link there i had it more i don't know i had it more that he's gonna kind of there's gonna be a police cordon around the am and uh, he's going to be holed up with his two daughters up there. I mean, I did look ahead, and Paul Gascoigne mm. is in the cast list for next week. <laughs> yeah, chicken basket fishing and a, rod. A <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But I thought if Ryan Early, who plays Lee, in case listeners don't know, retweeted that, it's either because there's something to it, or he just thinks what a load of rubbish that I've tweeted. But yeah. Well, I can't. I can't think of a single rail moat pun. F- Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there was that thing years ago, wasn't there? Um, what's your rail moat name? And it was the name of your hairdresser and your favourite military fortification. <laughs> so, what would yours be then? Matthew only has his haircut once every ten years, so you know how's he supposed to remember? Uh, Gustavo. Um, Spike, I don't know. I'd be Ollie Trebuchet. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, as is on his way, Kerry. <laughs> don't piss off Kerry. She'll be coming for you with a de- decomposing cow. That's a, that's a, a fable, <laughs> favourite piece of is. Yeah. Oh, well, you're, you're, well, you're, you're self-loading the trebuchet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's, what larks. So... It was a bit. I mean, they set. It was in one of those setup weeks, wasn't it? They're kind of getting us lined up for this. Uh, you know, the, there was the clock thing. Was obviously, you know, that's going to be rumbling on for a while. Um, the whole Lee thing. That's going to be. We're going to be stuck with that for months. I mean, maybe even a good way. I mean, it might be quite interesting, and you can see why it's actually a current topic. I mean, you know, the whole uh, BBC, you know, remit, blah blah blah. That there's there might be some genuinely useful stuff that falls out of that. And then, of course, we've got, which sort of started last week, Justin the Salesman. Where <laughs> the hell is that going? Because I, 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 for one moment, and I thought this might upset Matthew, which is never my intention, 
that we might have Jim getting, uh, you know how he used to have those competitions with Robert Snell? Mm-hmm. It might get a bit Robert Snell and Justin with who's trying to be the best salesman or kind of like um, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, but with uh, with Jim at the village shop. <laughs> That's exactly where we've ended up, isn't it? Instead of um, Jim and Robert in the bird hide, we've now got yeah. the two of them behind the counter and they're, they're just going to go one against each other. I mean, Rex came in for what was it he came in for originally? Um, um, just floor cleaner, wasn't it? Yeah, and he like he left with a second mortgage in the end, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and a bottle of Chenin Blanc. Mm. I didn't. Well, I, I absolutely loved it when Jim started trying to talk Eric out of buying red. He's like, oh yeah, actually, all, all our reds are fucking awful. I can you could do it just to go what? What are you doing, Jim? Oh, I love Jim. The whole um, baking soda and vinegar thing is a pile of bullshit. By the way. So, I wondered that when he said it. I thought, is Justin totally bullshitting here? It sounds like one of those things that um, that Mrs. Hinch would say, the cleaning woman. Lots of people say that you should use it, but it's um, effectively the two cancel each other out. So vinegar or baking soda, but not together. Oh. Anyway, it's very, very tedious, but, um, you know, true. Well, just have a wooden floor. That's like we have here, and then if you drop something, you clean it up, and it's done. Yeah, well, this is the thing we're trying to explain to Cyrus what how carpets work. He's not getting it. <laughs> and I'm not. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, uh, oh, my precious boy. Oh no! Oh, f- there we go again. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason pubs don't have carpets anymore. Well, <laughs> but oh, yeah, I mean, Justin in the shop serving people still feels very odd. A desperate shopkeeper trying to uh, flog stuff to keep his head above water seems sort of like, you know, charming or understandable, whereas Justin doing it as some kind of predatory game, like, I'll see what I can rinse out of these poor bastards. It was just, I don't know, bad taste. I reckon, like, he's going to have one of the, you know those hot dog um, things that you have in cinemas where the hot dog is going round on a rotisserie? I reckon next week he's going to have the the mice from the mouse traps at the back going round in those. Would, would you would, would you care for a mouse? <laughs> mouse in a bap. Eventually he's going to be like one of the uh, corner shop owners in London where they're doing the stock market whilst not even making eye contact serving you. Um, <laughs> and there's a whole kind of row of kind of almost out of date um, chocolates from Eastern Europe uh, surrounding. <laughs> <laughs> Gone slightly white on the top. Yeah. While I was away, um, YouTube had out a comment by me about how Matthew and I have been accused of sounding alike and how um, Eric sounds just like us. Um, Kerry, how do you control yourself every week listening to our honey, deep <laughs> tone voices? <laughs> well, you have both got beautiful voices, but they don't sound yep, in yep, any... Yep, yep, yep. Yep, But they don't sound in any way alike, I wouldn't say. No, but, I mean, Eric... Eric is very much a soundy likey for us. I mean, I, I, just, I just wanted to take a little bit of time for myself because you two had it last week just to say I am a big fan of that man and I'm hoping he's coming back. He's a very relaxing presence to listen to. Mm. Just like the way that he horse whispered um, Rex and calmed him down, just didn't get flustered no matter how, you know, antsy uh, Rex was getting. What's going on here? Why have we been robbed of an Eric and Jacob in the same week? Mm. And what is the purpose? Is it 
that he's just come in to um, give Kirsty one fun <laughs> for want of an expression. Yeah, and uh, and to make Rex realize that here he should be nicer to Toby, and also to make Kate realize how much she loves. Jacob, I don't know. Why Why did we not get the two of them together? It feels like something odd happened there. Yeah, it does. Like something hit the cutting room floor. I I get the whole idea of him, but stay another week. Have Jacob arrive. Have whatever dynamic they have together. Everyone wants to hear it now. But he did tease that he would be back, didn't he? And he also said that he has a mate in Felpersham. Yeah. So... You know, maybe we maybe we get that again, but I did feel that that was an opportunity lost. Also, strange way to leave by leaving a note. Oh, it's so Eric, who <laughs> <laughs> we've only known a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought he was gonna. I really thought on Sunday's episode he's gonna get the bloody gack out in a minute and offer <laughs> Rex a line. That was the next thing I was waiting for, but it didn't happen, did it? No, I, it, yeah, the, the sort of opposites. Of him, you know, Eric wanting to kick back, neck loads of wine, move the furniture around, and Rex going, uh, no, the coffee table belongs in this square metre of floor and don't uh, use uh, Jakob's wine and stuff. I thought, yeah, it's, it's very polar, isn't it? Yeah. And actually they did bond a bit. But I just thought Eric didn't make me feel relaxed or anything. I thought, oh, you're a you're right arsehole. Don't treat your brother like this and don't make Rex feel like that. I was more on Rex's side than I was on Eric's. I would 100% agree with you if it wasn't a sibling relationship. Like, it's not... I don't think it's fair to treat your sister or brother badly, but I do know how, you know, you, you can be... Uh, not dismissive is the wrong word, but you can be kind of maybe a little bit more thoughtless with them than you might be with other people. Not that, not that it makes it acceptable necessarily, but like it's not necessarily, it's not 100% malicious. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't treat a friend the same way as you might treat a sibling just because, you you know, like you've been in the bath together, you've punched each other in the face a thousand times. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a different kind of relationship. Yeah. That's not, it's not, it's not a full-blooded defense of him. I'm just saying like it did. No, no, I take your point. Yeah. Is is there still something to come here though? Because Jakob's yeah, um, away, and Jakob extends his trip as far as we know. He's gone off to France now to meet some woman, some horse expert woman in France. End comment there, and um, <laughs> I just feel I, I'm remind. The problem for me is. I w- watched There Will Be Blood again about a week ago. And you know that Daniel Day-Lewis's character in it um, shows up one day and a guy claiming to be his brother has arrived at the house. And they get on for a long, long time, although as, as much as he can get on with a brother, that character. And then oh. one day he mentions something to him about the neighbouring town or the neighbouring ranch and the local nightclub. And the brother just doesn't react. And then he realizes oh. he he's lying. And then it turns out that he he befriended the brother when he was dying and then stole a note from his sister saying, this is your brother and help him and support him because you're a success. And then knocks on Daniel Day-Lewis's door 
And Daniel Day-Lewis throttles him and buries him in the oil well, doesn't he? And I reckon Jacob's dead. Um, and uh, this character, Eric, has killed him and is operating <laughs> his phone and is just sending Kate messages going, yeah, my brother's coming. I reckon he's gone into uh, the rookery, found all of uh, Jacob's banknotes. Because, you know, Jacob, famously fastidious, as Kate said, everything will be filed. He's found it. He's cleaned out his accounts. In about a week, Jacob's going to show up and go, no, my brother wasn't coming. Oh, Matthew, I love this. Yeah, but he's there sort of, I will see all your milkshake bricks. (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing an an interview with Daniel Day-Lewis before I saw what There Will Be Blood. And they said, what do you think the overarching effect of this movie will be? And he went, I'll never have to pay for a milkshake again in my life. (laughs) There's a really good sort of slight horror film as well that's similar to that, where two kids go and stay with their grandmother. They're sort of palmed off by their mum to stay with the grandparents for a bit. And it turns out, actually, the people who've been looking after them, they're not the grandparents at all. They're some nutters. Are you able to give any more weight to this? Is this is this, is this why we don't have a film review podcast yet, Kerry? <laughs> What's the name of the movie, for God's sake? I know, I was thinking it. I'm, I'm, we literally just watched it the other day with the kids because i I seen it a while ago and I thought they would like it. I like Kerry's more enigmatic. Um, film, yeah. film, don't know, with Kerry. <laughs> but I'm no well, there Norman. There, there's the next Patreon. Terry Norman. <laughs> it's called the visit, I think, something like that. Yes, the visit. So f- you, I know what it's called. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have a prediction. Um, I think that in a year's time, we're going to have Kirsty saying, you know, ruefully. Well, I tried to go with two steady men, and look where that got me. I guess I better settle down with Eric. At least it'll be full. Or there's a little Eric. Oh, you yeah. think he's not? There's oh yeah, that could be quite good. And he does seem to be a man of a certain age. Like he, he said he wanted to settle down, didn't he? He said, yeah. He said he needs to. He's come to a point where he wants to settle down. And unlike Toby, he actually sticks. He actually ends up staying with the mother. It's because it's basically Toby and Pip again, isn't it, if that happens? By the way, where did Rex say Toby had gone? Because I thought he'd gone to Stratford. But then Toby, um, Rex said he was somewhere else, didn't he? I thought it was Lemmington's off of the wine business, but anyway, you know. No, Rex said something else. And I was like, hang on. Too much of your both of your brains is clogged up with all this stuff. Just do all I do. Just forget about it. Don't bother. <laughs> oh, nonsense. Forget about it. Someone on Twitter said that... Oh, someone's speeding past there. That, um, Matthew, if you're going to have background noises, can you at least show us the courtesy of making him sound like farts? Otherwise, it's really not fun. That wasn't me. That was Kerry. That was me. That was Kerry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. same as you, Kerry. If you're going to have background noises, make them sound I've been expertly muting every time a, a bus goes past tonight. Oh, well done. Oh, I never use mute. Sorry. Uh, anyway, no, someone we'll... said on Twitter that there seemed to be two people, two characters in the Archers next week go in the middle of the night to London. Or has Jenny had an accident? I, I don't know where the hotel is, actually. Yeah, Jenny gets a panicked call from Rory. He's chained up in Julianne's sex dungeon. And as she arrives <laughs> and she gets down into the basement to save Rory and it's like um, Kathy Bates <laughs> coming up behind the sheriff in misery. She shotguns <laughs> her from behind on the steps. And James Can is there going, 
It's like we're inside <laughs> one of Matthew's dreams after he's had a massive block of cheese. Yeah, I should say. I mean, I you know, I I did have I did have like a hefty bunch of edibles before we started this. So yeah. <laughs> the edible forest. Oh yeah, in a, in a sense, yes. <laughs> oh great, good. So um, talking uh, of train journeys, yeah. we had to listen to poor Brad after his oh. adventure, his trip to Oxford. I. I I mean this is the thing isn't it it's all set up this week I that that seems fairly final to me there didn't seem any wriggle room in that message it does it did seem very odd and unlikely that a teenager would send the wrong uh, message to the wrong person no 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 that is a classic thing that you do when yeah it's you, awful. Oh, oh sorry oh sorry yeah. I thought that was yeah it's on purpose yeah that's awful I've had to clean up Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction style, somebody who sent a message to the wrong person. I've been there when they've done it, and then they've gone, oh my God, what do I do? Because they sent one about somebody to somebody, and in the old days of SMS, that was very easy to do for some reason. I think WhatsApp, it's a little bit more, the sensation of it and seeing the face and stuff in the profile picture, you're less Mm. likely to do it. Well, and I like, I'm just completely chilled. Well, a, it's not my shit, but at the same time, I was just like, no, we can sort this. All you need to do is message back straight away and say like, so what do you think? And then pretend like it was a whole big joke. And then they did it. And they're like, oh my God, it worked. I was like, yeah, just do that every time. It'd be fine. But not I in did, this case. I did feel for Brad, you know. Karen, do you think Matthew should start a YouTube video as a love guru? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a dating yeah. expert. No, I don't dating, think I can do that. Dating coach, maybe. Uh, okay. Do you like motorbikes? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like one. Um... <laughs> Run. <laughs> oh dear, dear. I I felt for Brad very much. I thought. Oh, that minefield of, you know, checking out your outfit, going out on that day. He was so nervous. He thought it had gone well. Oh, do you not care about him, Matthew? I'm still laughing about the motorbike. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be all right. I, I think Chelsea really looked after him, and that was nice. She was a, she was a fantastic sister, wasn't she? And the the other yeah. thing was I I originally, when that whole thing started, I was like, they don't know they were born. It's so easy these days. You get instant feedback <laughs> on WhatsApp. I remember waiting days because, you know, you, you couldn't even call someone's house because mm. their parents, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. you know, uh, and all of that stuff. So, you know, we, we were all waiting for kind of, you know, sometimes even snail mail if you'd met someone at a party or something. You know, my God. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I carry a pigeon. Smoke signal across Bristol, maybe. <laughs> I remember one relationship fell apart because I went downtown to meet her. She was an hour late, called the house two minutes after I left to say, um, tell him I'm getting the bus in an hour. I waited for 45 minutes and was just like, well, screw her then. I just went home and that was it. And when I got mm-hmm. home, my mum was like, oh, she said she'd be at the Hippodrome an hour late. Well, that's all done and dusted, isn't it? Yeah, there must have been so many like that, mustn't there? Yeah. Well, if you watch like even early nineties sitcoms, like well, maybe not Friends because they're a little bit well, maybe early Friends, but definitely Seinfeld. There's so many storylines where things fall apart in various places because people aren't talking to each other. 
they can't contact mm. each other and, and the whole sequence of events get displaced. 90% of Columbo episodes would be over in three minutes these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Would> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I should say at this point that I did have an emotional like relationship with a page when I was about 13. So, uh, yeah, it was page 76 of Razzle. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, for, for, well, let's, ignoring the joke, you're better than that, Matthew. Razzle, come on. <laughs> You're not, no, you're not a razzle. Club International, sorry. I did once meet a photographer who told me, drunk in Soho, who told me very proudly that he invented the razzle pylon, which, if you don't know what it is, it's not that bad, but it's also not worth looking up. But uh, it was it's basically a particular pose that was in vogue in some very tacky magazine, porn mags, back in the day. Right. And I just remember looking at him thinking, oh, my f***ing God, you're boasting about that. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that I don't think I ever purchased a copy of Razzle. Well, it's out there. It's on the record. Um, Matthew Weir, (laughs) Razzle Cam. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) There you go. That's my dating channel's name. (laughs) Do you know what? It'll be better than what's on my gravestone anyway. I've got an absolute miserable failure. Do you reckon if Nolatandu comes back to Ambridge that Brad might be interested? Kerry, I would just, okay, um, this is this is not a mistake. That's me hitting the table with excitement. You've done it, Kerry. You've nailed it. Yes, 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 yes. She's a smart, she's a smart, attractive mm. person. He's a smart, attractive person. Boom. They're both interesting. Lovely. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> well, hang on. How old is Brad? I don't know. Are they about 20 years in age difference? <laughs> Nolatando has to be early 20s, right? At least. No idea. I asked the other day on Twitter how old Lee's kids were, and Peter Bowker said something like 35 and 42. <laughs> but it's confirmed that they're teens, aren't they? Oh, no, Nolatando um, was born in 2001. So the age is not that huge. Ah, excellent. Well, there you go. That's that sorted. Okay, I can table again. Brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. Yeah. Brad is Chelsea's younger brother. Yeah. Um, so what is he? Let's imagine he's 60. Well, he's just finished his GCSEs, isn't he? So uh, he's 16 and she's 20. What would she be then? 21, 22? Not going to happen, is it? Oh, f- sorry. <laughs> That's a shame. In a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. But right now. I had another sort of slightly excellent theory that probably you're blow to pieces as well you know Stella being very persuasive about the disc drill yeah do you think she's as Justin's plant is trying to financially stretch Brian on purpose I don't know if she was going to stretch him but I think she she might go behind his back to the board and go look he's being a right curmudgeon about this disc drill Uh, let's overrule him or supplant him I think. You know, 150k, someone excellently put on Twitter, wouldn't you just lease one of those because you're going to use them like once a year? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a farm tech ad, isn't it? The fact that they're going, oh, well, we could, you know, <laughs> I'm sat here and I'm like, why do I really care that they can, they can like make installments of payments on a disc drill? And for fun- <laughs> yeah, and DEFRA will give them a 20,000 grant. I was like, I'm yeah. actually quite invested in this. Go Stella. <laughs> I do I do want to I don't want to be the cruel voice of reason here, but 
talking about mm. dating in the 80s um porn mags and um and sort of like you know out of date music that's very much our wheelhouse um actual, <laughs> actual, actual farming equipment knowledge we really probably should just shut the f- up <laughs> yeah true i've heard i've heard trebuchets are really great on farms apparently yeah no, absolutely trebuchets old music yeah that's us we got <laughs> i mean brian is a dab hand at that little trick where you make your own phone ring whenever you don't want to talk to someone though isn't he and he literally just oh says, yeah every hello, time darling oh, yeah hello darling oh, sorry seller we'll talk about this enormously expensive thing you want to buy another time yeah but yeah. He, let, he ended saying he would consider it but it's been gnawing away at a lot of people about that dinner or lunch that I... Stella and Justin had a long time ago. Yeah. Where she said, thanks for the tip off. And he said, oh, I'm sure you'll do well. So people always still think that she's a, she's a, yeah. a Justin plant. Yeah. yeah. They sow these seeds, don't they? No, yeah, no farming jokes, <laughs> sowing seeds and plants. In, but, well, you could do that with the new drill, but tw- three times as fast. Isn't machinery called plant as well? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, if anyone wants to um, join in the scintillating, scintillating farm equipment chat, Kerry, online, where do they go? It's as hot as my film explanation. Hang on, Sh- shouldn't we have a? Shouldn't we have the second ad first? I'll go on then. All right. It's uh, um, yeah. For, thank you, Matthew. I'm much appreciated. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Matthew, thank you very much for that. A more professional podcast would now make an effort to go back and correct all that and tidy it up. But um, we are a long way into this podcast, so we're just going to slide straight to Twitter. Kerry, take it away. Yeah, at the Cider Shed Pod is where to find us on Twitter, and Robin Asquith is there as well, which oh, yeah. is quite appealing. Um, we're seventy-eight people away from three thousand followers. Uh, I cannot wait for that to happen. 
Maybe it'll happen around our hundredth episode. That'd be nice. Whenever, yeah. the, whenever that is. Well, yeah, because <laughs> we totally miscounted the numbers. We skipped two numbers, didn't we? Mm. Possibly my fault. I think Peter's guilty for one. I'm guilty for the other. We we went one number two ahead. Oh, anyway, it's it's it's, it's a you know it's a number of pod- <laughs> we've done a number of podcasts. We've done a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we've seen we've seen a lot of stuff. Oh, what well, yeah, and it's it's do you know what it's um I was I was reading something by accident the other day. It was about um you know if you want to get into podcasts, and almost everyone said the most difficult thing about doing a podcast is actually just sticking in there and just churning them out. Like you know, making one easy, making ninety something, a lot of effort. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Matthew, if people want to um follow us on the Instagrams or the Facebooks, where would they find us? Oh, Instagram. Hang on, hang on. I've just got to let this motorbike pass. <laughs> Matthew sounds like he um, goes. he lives in like a, an episode of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Like the traffic going up around the street now is insane. When you um, move house, can you pick somewhere where there aren't any streets? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to try, yeah. I'm going to just bit, like move to a shed. Countryside, yeah. Yeah, it'll be harder <laughs> Yeah, Instagram's been popping off. Um, we're up to six hundred and forty followers. We're on ninety nine posts. So, um, if you wanted to leave us a review on iTunes, a five star one, you might be our one hundredth post on Instagram. If you do that, so definitely go over to our iTunes and do that. Cider Shed Pod on Instagram, and. One of our most liked posts this week was the fact that I went back and decided to share a one-star review we got, <laughs> which said, amusing at times, they can constantly complain about the archers, characters, the writing and the storylines. <laughs> it went through the roof. Like the ones where we share ones where we got great reviews, everyone's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Everyone absolutely loves this one. Even Jeff saying, from um, Ambridge on the, on yeah, the couch much, liked that, didn't they? Didn't you say like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, I have to give a shout out also to people who, who are having trouble leaving reviews on iTunes. So they have started sending me ones in the uh, DMs. Uh, we got one from Liam Rayner, a good friend of the show, helped us with the fantasy football. Um, he said, should win a Tony. And then he, he later <laughs> said, I mean a Tony as in an award, not a boring guitar phobe. <laughs> he came back with that letter. <laughs> A cracking podcast that I've enjoyed since day one. Off-piste crack. Wonder if they're oft-pished. A definite weekend treat. Oh. I don't know what he's suggesting there. Five stars. And um, it's an insult to me. But anyway, never mind. Um, yes. Yeah, because you're yeah, never Peter off. Yeah, the most pissed exactly, of all. Exactly, I was, yeah. <laughs> um, so come on then, you two. Get the bloody uh, football, football. MC stuff out of the way then. Oh, hang on, hang on. Before we go any further, sorry. It'll be too late for anyone that's listening, but uh, anyone that's um, anyone that's listening to, to listening to this on Sunday, it's far too late. But you need to sort your team out by Saturday morning at eleven. So I don't know why I'm even saying that. I, I already know what my team's going to be on Monday. Actually, well, Peter, you <laughs> some of your team have actually. Oh, I know. What I meant to say this is massive news. A major player joined our league, and is winning. They're top of the league. They're called 4-4 Poo. I don't know who they are, except that their name is Nat Ogle, and they are about 100 points ahead of everyone. 
So huh. the way that fantasy football works is if you registered your team on day one with the league, you can duck in and out of leagues. And this guy has joined ours and is leading. So he's, pus- he's pushed Warbis Dream Team down to fifth. I don't like he's... him. <laughs> he's it's pushed off. me down. Yeah, I'm down to 17th. Um, Relegate the Archers is still in 20, now in 23rd since the arrival of 4 4 Poo. <laughs> um, but you have got 28 points this week, Peter, because um, yes. you've got Gre- you've got Grealish. But I, I must tell you that both of your strikers are injured and don't <laughs> seem to be, and they won't seem to be ever be playing. I have every, every, I have every belief in them. I, I trust him too. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a turncoat like you lot. I don't go, you know. I stand by my boys week after week. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got West Ham a knee injury. Schumacher, is it a West Ham? He's got a knee injury, knee injury, unknown return date. He's one of your strikers. <laughs> and Firmino, calf injury, unknown return date. You've got both of those up front. I, week after week, same thing. I'm perfectly happy with my team and I'm not going to change as it. As I hasten to, as I, as I stress every week, you've got Marcus Alonso on the bench and he left Chelsea by mu- mutual consent in August for Barcelona. <laughs> And he's no longer playing in the league. But there you go. You're a man. You're a, you're a, you're a devoted guy, and I respect you. Loyal, for it. loyal, loyal. Um, guys, what you got to this weekend? Watching Arsenal, Man U. House hunting tomorrow morning. I'm on the move now as well, so we'll see. Um, a, I, I do have to give a little shout out because we gave everyone a shout out at the beginning of the Patreon special last week. Um, new Patreon, Penny Fletcher. Thanks for coming on board. So. If you want to support us go to www.patreon.com and uh yeah penny became a patron last week we really appreciate it so yeah have a lovely weekend everyone uh we will see you uh next week we can find out what tony's up to brilliant um and yeah thanks as always for listening see you next week see you guys bye Hello.